Welcome to the Faith and Good Counsel Show, where we hope to inspire joy-filled lives through conversations at the crossroad of mental health, wellness, and faith. And now your host, Stacy Galino. I'm so glad you're tuning in again today to the Faith and Good Counsel Show. I have a great guest for you today. We're going to be talking today with my friend and colleague, Dr. Mario Sacasa. Dr. Mario is a Catholic therapist in the Archdiocese of New Orleans, Louisiana. Dr. Mario has a lot of gifts and talents, and he serves in a number of different and unique ways in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. And he also gives really awesome marriage retreats. And he's going to give us a window today into what it's like to experience one of his well-designed, beautiful marriage retreats that you can experience by inviting him to your parish. You can find out more about that at drmariosacasa.com. And I do hope after the show today that you will visit me at stacygalino.com where you can check out the show notes for this episode, as well as other content there that may be of interest to you. I'm really excited for you to learn more about Dr. Mario and the work that he's doing and the ways that he is serving in the vineyard. So let's go ahead and get started with our interview. Grab your coffee or your hot tea and join me as we listen in on my conversation with Dr. Mario Sacasa. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mario. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Faith and Good Counsel Show. Thanks, Stacy. Appreciate the invitation to be here. Yes. So I, this is really fun, isn't it? It's great. Because I know you have some some aspirations toward podcasting too. What are you thinking so far? <laughs> I'm thinking that I am just at Digging step, <laughs> you know, one Digging it. of yes. like 150 steps to got to go. But yeah. maybe someday. It's been on my heart. Yeah. I mean, as we talked about off the air, that it's something that I would like to get into. And so I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Yes. And, just get your feet of, wet. Get yeah, your feet just wet. Yeah, see what this whole thing's like. Yes, absolutely. And I anticipate this is going to be an awesome conversation. So I I know a little bit about you. Okay. We're getting more and more acquainted as mm-hmm. we do some of our continuing education together. Yeah, the yeah. Catholic, Catholic si- shout out. Yes, yeah. Catholic, shout out to the Catholic Psychotherapy Association. Uh-huh. Whose conference is coming up and your listeners would like to, to go. It's, absolutely. We'll give her a plug. It's, it's well worth it. Very much respect that organization and yeah. what what the mission is um, and the educational offerings are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So enough and about the, that. <laughs> and the connection with colleagues. And for that's, sure. That's just as high as the, the talks are beautiful. Education's great, but just the conversations at for sure. lunch, at dinner, afterwards, just are beautiful. And you know, I'm just great rem- people. There's rem- a lot of great people in this country doing a lot of great absolutely, stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. As we, we you know, <laughs> we think everyone is running around with their hair on fire, you know, if you turn on the news, but mm-hmm. in, on the ground and in reality, mm-hmm. I think we're still really good people just trying to do our very, very best. I think so you too. Know? And that's kind of what this podcast is about too, just to, to speak to the heart and the mind and the body and the soul. So I know a little bit about you. I'm mm-hmm. learning more, mm-hmm. but I would like people to um, to know a little bit about you and what you do outside of your vocation as as husband and father of four four, four boys. Four boys, yeah, amazing. But your role at Notre Dame Seminary as a therapist. Yeah, so I'm I'm the director of counseling services at Notre Dame Seminary. I have a few hats, actually. So I'm director of counseling services. I'm the assistant director of human formation, uh, which we can get into what that means if, if you want some details on that. If we need to be humanly formed, it, which, I think a lot of us do. <laughs> which John Paul II is the one who introduced that term into seminary formation in his 
in his um, in his writing Pastors Dabovobis, and he really talks about human formation being the the foundation of all formation. Wow! And, and if we don't have the character of, of our men right, um, then anything else builds on top of that is is, is just going to be, you know, uh, on on folly or broken ground, sure. so to speak. And so, sure. so the character, the human human aspect of the priesthood is is what we want to attend to. Um, and so my job is to kind of cr- make sure that programs are, are happening and conversations are happening and just that we're, as a seminary, kind of being attentive to that. Uh, but then I also teach the pastoral counseling class uh, to the men. And, uh, and so that's a, a wonderful opportunity to really give the guys the skills that they need to be empathetic. Sure. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, have lead a conversation that is a counseling conversation, which, as you know, is different than just a friendship type kind of back and forth. And so helping the guys kind of learn how to direct the conversation in a way to really listen to people, to reflect and to know what to pick up on. And so the class is very skill building. Um, we have a lot of exercises that we do. And then at least in our seminary, um, the men after, so the class is offered kind of right in the middle, second year, second, second theology, second semester. That summer, most of our guys go do their clinical pastoral education or CPE where they'll go and spend a summer at the hospital. Oh, and, good. Uh, and that, so it really I like builds, the, it the builds t- right into that. Yeah. The timing of that is very important Correct. because yeah. they're going to hear when you go into hospitals and healthcare facilities and places where people are very vulnerable, very mm-hmm. ill, for example, very broken in, in certain ways, what right. have you. Empathy. <laughs> is like at the top of the list, you know, I mean, you need uh, to be able to hear another person's heart and yeah. they need to know you care. Correct. For sure. Correct. So it, or do you have, it, it sound, I can't imagine that you would have time to do anything else besides, you know, husband, father, and all of these hats, but do you have a private practice A very as well? small private okay. practice that I, I, I'm kind of selective at this point of who I take on that just because it's, it's just super small. Yeah. Um, it has, to, I would think it would have super, to be because you, you, you only have so much to give. So There's only time. 24 yeah. hours in a day. And at least eight of those need to be sleeping. Dr. Morio. Correct. Right? And that wasn't the case. <laughs> I, I just completed my doctorate in counseling this year. Wow. And, Congratulations. And so that was, yeah. We're, yeah. still, we're still recovering. You're still trying to figure out, okay, what's real life supposed to be like, you know, after <laughs> that. Know. Wow. That know. is so neat. Yeah. Well, you know, I... I, I know you have, there's many things I want to ask you, first of all, but one of the things, if we're kind of on that trajectory, so largely you're working with men, mm-hmm. obviously young men and older men too, because we're Correct. having older vac- vocations. We do. And what a benefit that you're actually a man, because you understand how men think and the kinds of experiences that men may have had in their families, in our culture, mm-hmm. the li- just just manhood. So I just wonder, things are really challenging in our modern culture. And I just wonder, as you receive these men, just the kind of themes maybe that come up in in the struggles that they're having. Certainly there's a, a whole, the whole issue of, you know, vocation and right. am I called, right. but we also bring our stuff right. with us. And I kind of wonder, are there certain themes that come up or certain areas that you find sort of rise to the top as areas that you need to address in your role yeah, here at Notre Dame? I, absolutely. So I guess I'll say this right off the bat. Um, my first year at Notre Dame Seminary, I, I was never a seminarian. I met my wife young. I mean, I discerned and felt early on that I was called to marriage, and then I met my wife. We were married at 22. Uh, so I never I never actually went into the seminary. So being here now, 
it was really a almost a culture shock in the sense that the seminary really is just a it's 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 just a a different entity than any other aspect of the church that I've operated in. I've worked at chanceries, I've had a private practice. Um, so really the first year was me just kind of getting used to the rhythms of the seminary because the seminary is just, it's just different. So the, in, and when you first kind of start, you're like, oh, you know, as, as every kind of good Catholic, you kind of think, oh, the seminary, you know, these guys are studying the priesthood and you kind of have a little bit of a, of an aura, you know, that we kind of put on these guys a little bit and they're just real people and they're just real people. So it, it, it took a few months. And then for me, there was a real shift where I realized, you know what, like, yes, it's a seminary. Yes, it's men who are pursuing holiness. Yes, it's men who are pursuing a, a vocation to the priesthood. But at the end of the day, it's still just a house of 130 dudes. That's right. That live together, right? <laughs> That's and, true. And I so, love that. So when you when you kind of put that in perspective and you say, okay, it's just a house of men, like now we can kind of operate within that and, and build all the other stuff on top of that to disregard the other stuff, but just really kind of put it all in perspective. So I say that. Because then back to your question about what would you expect or what are the issues that kind of arise? Well, I mean, with 130 guys, I mean, what would you expect to be the issues? And they're all there. Yeah, they're all there. Right. Because they're just real guys, just like every other guy. Just like every other guy. And and the thing that I've appreciated about the seminary also um, is, is the fact that there's no one type of seminarian. We have a gamut of ages, we have a gamut of experiences, we have a gamut of cultures, of personalities, of ethnicities. Um, and it's beautiful to see as, a, as somebody who works for the seminary because the church is universal. And so you would expect then the priesthood to reflect that universality, and it does. And that's the gift, that God then raises up all different types of men, men who are engineers, men who are, men who are uh, theologians, uh, men who are salt of the earth type of individuals, men who are nurses, men who are in medical professions. I mean, men who are teenagers kind of growing up or whatever, the whole bit. And, and so it, you, you see that kind of reflected. Um, so, but we're all kind of, we're also men kind of swimming in the culture. And so the issues are, 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 are all there. I mean, we have a lot of guys who, uh, you know, maybe come from broken families. Um, that's just something that a lot of us can't, can't escape, can't ignore anymore. Right. Um, guys who maybe have been sheltered uh, and kind of coming into into our situ into our seminary haven't been let's say homeschooled their whole life and then kind of college seminary. We have guys who are older who are widowers, uh, some who are divorcees who uh, have had annulments, um, and so everybody kind of comes into the seminary with their experience and with right. their their issues, um, and so we just kind of try to work with them, you know, see where they're at and see what steps need to be made as they journey towards priesthood and wow. just we're, we're not expecting perfection, you know, by the end of it, but there has to be a certain bar, a certain level, you know, where if we're going to trust that this guy is going to be out in the parish by himself, we right. expect certain qualities that are there. Growth but, and virtue and mm-hmm. self mastery and all yeah, these all things. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. So, yeah. so it's all, it's all there. And so part of, it sounds like part of your role, I mean, that's a lot of dudes for you to <laughs> yes. be responsible to yeah. do individual counseling with and so forth. But Correct. yet it sounds like at least that's part of what you, you must do with them. And you get to know them pretty well and pretty, pretty intimately, you I know? Do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now I don't see all of them, you know, the, mm-hmm. the guys that would, that's, that's too much of a case yeah. of it right there. Right. Sure. It's, absolutely. It's too much. Um, so we'll make referrals if referrals need to be made, you know, to outside resources. But if guys need to come in and, and talk about something, then we'll meet. 
we'll adjust yeah. it. We'll, we'll work with it. Cool. Uh, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm thinking about, you know, I met you as Mario. Now you're Dr. Mario <laughs> Sacasa. So I'm getting my head Sorry. around that. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> no, I listen, you earned it. I like, it sounds really good. Dr. Mario. I like Dr. Mario. <laughs> it's really cool. I like it. So I, there's a lot you're, you're doing a lot at Notre Dame Seminary, but I'm understanding that you have some some additional aspirations, some other ways to serve, some yeah. other ways that you can use all of the, the the gifts and the knowledge and just the person who you are to yeah. serve other people that are not in that little bubble of Notre Dame Seminary. Uh-huh. You Correct. know what it's we mentioned podcasting, but yeah. retreats, for example. Correct. Yeah. Um, I do marriage retreats. Yes. It, it, it's funny, I'm actually a licensed marriage and family therapist. That's my that's my professional kind of license. Was that the, the doctorate in counseling or was that the, the master's level? So I'm a mutt. I'm a professional mutt <laughs> in that. I don't know. I don't want to bore your, your listeners how no, much we, we can like get into the, the details here. I, I have a master's in counseling um, at a K-CREP program for people who understand what that means. And then I have my doctorates in a K-CREP program also. But my license is in LMFT. Oh, Just okay. because I always wanted the professional identity of of being a, a marriage counselor. Gotcha. I wanted to be able to refer to myself as a marriage therapist. Gotcha. And so I'm a member of ACA. I'm not a member of AAMFT. Um, but, uh, but I just wanted to be, just, I always wanted to do couples counseling. That's always yeah. what I wanted to do. Yeah. So it's really funny that God would call me um, a marriage counselor by training. And that's one of my areas of expertise to then work and form a bunch of celibate men to the priesthood. But it's still a marriage. It's still a marriage. It's still relationships. All the attachment stuff, we get into all of it, all the emotionally focused stuff that I'm trained in. I mean, it's all there. It's all just about forming relationships. And, uh, and the priesthood is a type of relationship. For sure. And, uh, and that, that's something that can't be, can't be ignored. Absolutely. So, so. I guess uh, aspirations, different things. I mean, I wrote, my, I wrote my dissertation on the application of attachment theory to the diocesan priesthood, um, which we can bore you with. No, I, well, well that. yeah, I want to um, hear about that. And you know, and so, attachment is part of yeah, my whole being. It's I great. Love that. Yeah, yes, me too. Absolutely. Um, so, so I've I have you know just desires to want to continue to pursue writing and, and those things, um, but I do have a retreat, a marriage retreat that I've put together that I've by God's grace been able to do in, in different dioceses and in different parishes, um, and I've you know partnered with Dr. Greg Bataro, you know, to do yes. it for the Theology Body Institute last year. So it's a, it's, yeah, it's something that I enjoy. I enjoy kind of getting out and, and meeting people. I enjoy connecting with people. And, and retreat ministry is, is, a, is a different animal than, than one-on-one counseling, where one-on-one counseling, you're kind of focusing on the individual um, and working with them. When a retreat, you're kind of disseminating the information kind of to a larger audience and uh, and just hoping that and just guiding them as, as as much as possible to to get to whatever the Lord wants them to be. And it's not really you're not providing therapy at the retreat, and that's a really important distinction because we want you know clarity there. Mm-hmm. So because um, sometimes people can no. it may be in their minds and hearts sort of think he's you know providing therapy to me, but that's a really a very important distinction when we give talks, when we give retreats, and what have you. That is a different animal, Correct. as you said, than, than the therapeutic communication or the therapeutic relationship Absolutely. within therapy. Absolutely. I don't Absolutely. think not everybody understands that. And that's I, important. Agreed. agreed. Yeah. yeah. But well, it's different. It's, it's, it's different. Yeah. Well, I would, would you be willing in our next segment to talk more about 
the marriage retreat yeah. specifically? Like yeah, what absolutely. might someone, if they're saying, hey, he sounds really nice and he sounds like he knows a lot of stuff and I would really like to attend his retreat and they want more information. Can we talk about that in our we next sure segment? We sure can. Awesome. Dr. Mario. So thanks again for sticking around for this next segment. I appreciate it. We were just about to talk about your marriage retreat that you have offered Mm -hmm. already and that you are available to offer again. So if anyone is available to offer it again, there you go and would like to be invited. So my dear listeners, please pay attention. Okay. So you and I both share, I believe a love for John Paul II and Mm -hmm. theology of the body. And that's something that you integrate into your marriage retreat. It's theology. of The body is not just about marriage. Mm -mm. It's about who we are as human persons, right? But an aspect of that is, the the marriage vocation. And mm-hmm. so tell us about a little bit more specifically about the retreat and what someone could expect and how you sort of integrate theology of the body into whatever it is that you do in yeah. that retreat. I, I've studied the theology of the body. I've read a lot of the books. I've gone to a lot of the seminars and it's impacted me as an individual um, profoundly as it has shaped my marriage. But I also know that there's a lot of individuals, a lot of people who hear the message and just kind of get overwhelmed. They feel mm. that it's, it's, it's the pie in the sky. It's super lofty. Um, how do I even get close to attaining such a wonderful, beautiful vision for life, for marriage, for sexuality? And some people just kind of get stuck there. And of course, that's, you know, that's, that's insecurity. That's the devil, whatever it is. But I guess what I've, where I feel I fit within kind of that conversation is to say there are steps that one can take to be able to achieve that. And, and I think that that's where my, my training as a therapist kind of comes into play. So my retreat really is an integration of the theology of the body, but also just kind of a Catholic understanding of spirituality, Catholic understanding of sacramentality of marriage that draws heavily from John Paul II's catechesis but also pulls from Benedict and Francis and, and what the other popes are saying yes. about marriage. Which but, is a really a cohesive message. Correct. Because it's just the truth, the, the fullness of the truth of our faith. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then integrates that appropriately with, with what I've experienced as a husband in my day-to-day life as a husband and a father, but then also in my experience as a, as a counselor and as a therapist. And so drawing from you know, sound marital kind of theories and what works and what doesn't work. And so it's kind of an integration of, of, of the two mm-hmm. and then given in, in, in lecture format. Yeah. And, and that sounds kind of heavy, I guess, as I kind of talk about it. Well, it sounds exciting to me. But I, you know, we, <laughs> I like to have fun also in the retreats. I, I, I joke, you know, we, we share stories. Uh, I give the, the, the participants time to reflect and to have them questions and, we do some exercises, and, and we just kind of keep it active throughout the day. Um, and so that hopefully, if if nothing else, you, people won't walk away being bored. That's my, that's my, yes. my bare minimum hope. Yeah, because we're, we're people f- made for joy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I would imagine, just like we were speaking about uh, the young men, that they're just young men. They're right. a bunch of dudes who are, who are feeling that call to the priesthood. We're just men and women who come with our baggage and our brokenness right. and our weakness and maybe 
I, I would imagine people that have come to your retreat, either maybe they're newlyweds, maybe they've been married, you know, under five years, right? Or maybe they've like my husband and I've been married thirty-two years, and yeah. we've got a lot of uh, you know baggage that we we may right. bring right. to this experience. And so, for example, when when to start off, you know, just to try to help people be comfortable and to to feel that they can be open and, and experience what it is mm-hmm. that you are offering. How does it begin? You know, well, how do you? Yeah. So great, great question. Um, let me backtrack and say one one more thing, because this was part of the intention for the retreat. I, I love doing it. I enjoyed it thoroughly doing it for the Theology of the Body Institute. I enjoy doing it for dioceses and that's certainly a format that I'm open to doing. But in my mind, the way I initially conceived it was a parish-based retreat. And, and so the way the format that I've developed is to do a Friday night, and then people go home, and then an all-day Saturday. Because you want it for two reasons. One, couples, young couples, particularly with kids, just can't, you just, sometimes you just can't get away for a weekend retreat. Right. Um, and so it's, it's difficult. The practicalities of, of children is, is, is just real. But then the second thing is that I think we, we've kind of lost a little bit the sense that the parish that the church is built on the parish and the parish is the is should be the spiritual home of the community and all these other movements are wonderful ways to build the the body of the of, of Christ certainly but the but the church is built you know on the law of subsidiarity which means at the most local level so the parish we need to kind of reclaim the fact that the parish can be a spiritual home and a place of spiritual renewal, renewal for people so i think doing the marriage retreat at the parish, at the most local level, uh, I think has has a lot of impact because then it allows couples to come to their parish, connect with other couples that are there, and then having a, a wonderful experience of growth in healing and in in hopefully some some fun, I guess, with that as yes. well. And then it, and then we conclude with the the vigil mass on Saturday, and then they have Saturday they have Sunday to still be with their family. So it doesn't kill the whole weekend. Uh, but we get a lot of content covered within that kind of day and a half format. Yeah, so you've really given this a lot of thought. So as you, as as everyone is coming in and they've signed in and they're mm-hmm. sitting in their seat, what have we gotten ourselves into kind of thing, you know, and maybe some of the guys are going, oh gosh, yeah. you know, well, you know, yeah, yeah how most of the guys are. I yeah. mean, I can probably count on my hand the number of men who've called me for marriage counseling, <laughs> you know, over the years. You know, yeah. and the wives are all like, he's going to get it finally and whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or, or this so, guy's going to give it to them, you know, that's, that's a yeah. lot of expectations so you kinda, that women have. Yeah. yeah. So you maybe kind of have, you know, feeling some of that resistance or that, you know, all, the bewilderment, if you will, it's yeah. like, okay, what are people's expectations? But how do you assuage that? Do you know, if, if, if at the beginning, how do you kind of start off in terms of, hey, y'all, you know, what happens after, hello, my name is Dr. Mario Sacasa. I'm so glad you're here. You know, how do you kind of get people to settle in? Yeah, the the way I like to conceive of it is that the first talk is is casting the vision for marriage. The first talk is is really kind of sinking our teeth into what is what is marriage in not just at the natural level, but like what's the vision? And this is this is John Paul II's teaching, and this is the great gift of his teaching mm-hmm. is is that marriage then has been has been raised to the sacraments order, and and what does it mean then for for marriage to be you know, this, this sacrament, this vision, this mission, this mystery of understanding God's love, you know, to the church, to the world, the love within the Trinity, all, all of that. Um, so we, we start there, but the, I try to just encourage people recognize that, Hey, it's a, it's a Friday night. We'll just say if people come in on a Friday night and, and everybody's a little nervous about it or whatever. So we start just by kind of, kind of breaking the ice a little bit, but the way I, I guess the other way I, I would say this is 
the, the vision that's there, at, at some point it's intuited, right? And mm-hmm. so we have to kind of look at it as like a roadmap or a treasure map, so to speak. If, if, if I can give you a treasure map that says, hey, you know, follow this treasure map, you know, good things are going to happen in your life. But what if the treasure was already there, right? That, right. That's you the just, gift is that yeah. you're already married and the treasure is, is already there before you. So, so often it, it is a kind of a reorienting of our eyes, right. of, of thinking anew of what we already have. Yes. And, and I think that's the great gift of the theology of the body is that it helps us to kind of rethink that which was already before us. And when we see our spouse through a sacramental lens, when we see our marriage through that that vision, it it, it calls us, it changes us, um, it encourages us. Uh, even even if we're struggling, and I know that people come struggling, I know that people come with all sorts of issues. And um, welcome to the party. Yeah, but that's okay because we're we real, all? right? Yeah, exactly. aren't we all? Even you, I would imagine, yeah. Doctor Mario, and even yeah, even yeah, myself, and I, I mean, you sometimes know, sometimes it's worse as a marriage counselor because you know better. Because <laughs> then like, your wife goes, um, "Guess what." <laughs> We're having a problem here. So I I certainly have not um, attended your retreat, but my husband and I, a number of years ago, attended a retreat in which Theology of the Body was a part of it, as well Wonderful. as we've attended the TOB Institute yeah, together, a uh, number of courses Beautiful. there. But I re- I've been studying Theology of the Body for a number of years, mm-hmm. a, a, a good long time, on on my own, trying to understand it. It's really blossomed for me in terms of all this additional education that I've received and so forth. But my husband, he's benefited from that knowledge that I have. But his experience at this particular marriage retreat in which theology of the body was the basis, mm-hmm. can I just say his circuits were blown. Mm. I mean, he has always been wonderful, mm. but he could not, there was a point for a day and a half or so that he could just couldn't hardly, he could hardly speak because he, it was like, I've asked him about this. He was just, it was like God was reworking his identity and my identity and our identity together in his brain. And for real, no kidding, since that time, I didn't think he could be any better, honestly, Mm. but he is amazing. (laughs) Now he just, and he just continues to just, open to the identity, to the vocation that God has called him to. And so I can imagine, I could, knowing you and just hearing and looking at, you know, the uh, the materials from your retreat, that this would be something that a very blessed married couple should run to because it's what we're looking for. And mm-hmm. it's, you were kind of alluding to this earlier that we're, we're, we're missing what we already have. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we go looking for what we already have in, in other kinds of ways that are not necessarily fruitful Correct. to our relationship. But this, your retreat and, and the basis that you've begun to share with us today sounds so incredibly beautiful and, and should call to the heart of a married couple like, I want that. I want that level of, of intimacy. Do you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You agree with that, don't you? Well, that's what we're called to. Come I on, mean, that's, yes. that's, that's what we're called to. I mean, I, I, I would hope that people walk away feeling similarly about about my retreats. Um, but oh, I'm you don't sure. worry about that. You just cast yes. the seeds and that's right. trust the Lord that you know He does what He does in people's hearts. That's right, because we're you know we're the the vessels, and we hope as as therapists and as evangelists and as just you know, Dr. Mario and yeah. Stacy, just trying to be that open vessel 
through which God radiates his love Correct. to whoever he puts into our path, Correct. whether it's on a podcast or yeah. it's at a retreat yeah. or it's in our practice or at Notre Dame Seminary. Yeah. That's really, I think, what you and I share and what we're what we're about, I yeah. think. Can we talk, you want me to talk about some of the practicalities? Of I the would tree, some love of the, for you to details? talk more about that. Yeah. Yes, please. So after we, we have this discussion on the vision of marriage and, and casting that lofty goal, we get into the practicalities. And the first talk that comes up is spirituality in marriage. How do we understand what an authentic Catholic spirituality is? Looking at different forms of prayer, how to pray together as a couple. I think a lot of couples feel very insecure in that arena that one might pray on their own or the other might pray on their own, but my goodness, get us to pray together or say something out loud together or be before the, the Blessed Sacrament together. It's it's very intimate. Yeah, you know? it is. I was just about and to say that. Sometimes that's... it's more intimate than sex. Yeah, you know? for real. And, uh, and so kind of encouraging, giving couples some skills, how to, and working past that at least a little bit, at least introducing them to, to some topics and so we do that, and then we get into some of the emotional intimacy, and this is all attachment theory, get into different styles of attachment and what conversations could look like, should look like. If there's enough time to do another talk, I have a I spill out and I'll do another talk on mercy and what mm. forgiveness looks like in, mm. in marriage, rooted in the catechism's understanding of what forgiveness is, looking at the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation, where's the time for one, where's the time for the other. Um and so getting into into all of that, different theories of forgiveness that's out there. Um, and then the final talk is is a talk on sex. And uh, it's on sexual intimacy, physical intimacy. And so then looking at what really that is in, in marriage. And the challenge with that talk is always you want to be clear but not explicit. Right. Because right. you can't be explicit because the world's explicit. And, right. And when we're explicit, we lose part of the mystery. And right. the mystery is part of the reality. Right. Absolutely. And so Beautifully you, you want to be clear about what is and what isn't allowed or permissible, but always rooting that within the deeper theology, the deeper truth. Right. So it's always trying to find that balance of, of the theoretical and the theological, but then also kind of keeping it grounded in, in, in real experiences, real life. Uh, and and keeping that practical dimension as well. Yeah, that that's very very well said and very beautiful. I'm I'm I mean I'd like to come to your retreat. My husband and I, I'm thinking we're going to sign up. Well, <laughs> so, come to Baton Rouge. I'd be happy to invite me to your parish. Talk to your pastor. Yeah, hey, I'd be happy d- to come. Don't tempt me, okay? <laughs> no, don't tempt me. So, wow, I, I Dr. Mario, I could just talk to you forever. There's so many. My mind is is uh, as I'm listening to you and and pondering what you're saying. I'm thinking about other conversations that we just need to. Have. So I hope that you'll come back. Please tell us how we can, in the interim, get in touch with you, perhaps invite you to come and speak or to offer that retreat at our parish, to connect with, you know, just to stay connected with, with your apostolate and what your work, the work that you're doing. Yeah, I, I have a, a very meager uh, website. Um, I say meager because I blog like once every blue moon or whatever. So, <laughs> But that's where you can get information on the retreat. And uh, the website is mariosacasa.wordpress.com. And my name is M-A-R-I-O-S-A-C-A-S-A.wordpress.com. Or you can send me an email at mariosacasa at gmail.com. Oh, well, it's been a true delight. Thank you so much, Dr. Mario, for spending time with us today here on the Faith and Good Council Show. Thanks, Stacy, for See the invitation. That's great. Absolutely. You're very welcome. 
And that's a wrap, y'all, on another episode of the Faith and Good Counsel Show. And I want to invite you to visit me at stacygalino.com, where I will have show notes for this episode, and I will put a link to Dr. Mario's website right there for you in the show notes. I will look forward to seeing each one of you again on the next episode of the Faith and Good Counsel Show. Bye-bye for now. Thank you.